I feel nervous to do this, but I know that I should face the fear that comes from the possible backlash from the internet from both sides of this Dalai Lama situation. So let's try it. Okay, so let's try this out. What do I want to achieve with this? I want to open the discussion from both sides of the Dalai Lama situation because now that it has been posted and gone viral, hugely viral, I have seen videos from both sides of the discussion. I've also received messages from people from both sides of the discussion, which we will get into in this podcast episode. But I know that I should do this. I don't want to because the sides are so split and it's so emotive. People are hugely charged when it comes to what happened on this video clip. Now, let me start it from the beginning. Lots of people were sending me the video clip, links to the video clip, saying that I should say something about it. And usually I don't do that. Usually I do not jump on, let's say, what's trending on the internet. I don't do that. And the reason why I don't do that is because I want to see how it plays itself out. An example of it is the Balenciaga situation with the images that Balenciaga released and they were, at the very least, distasteful, let's say. A lot of people were saying that I should make a video about it, but I decided not to. I did actually make a video about it later on for my YouTube channel because I saw how the thing had played itself out and I had something to say about it. So I usually wait. But when I watched this clip of a larger video that I understand now is from a larger video. But when I watched the clip segment that has gone hugely viral, I posted it. I suppose I surprise myself that I posted it. And I'm asking myself, well, why in this occasion did you post it? Why on this occasion did you not wait patiently to see how the whole thing unfolded on the internet and then make your comments if you wanted to make any comments about it? <clears throat> I feel like I got triggered. I really do. I feel like the clip invoked anger in me as I know it has many of you that will be watching or listening to this. Also, anger, disbelief, frustration, disgust in what you will see in this video clip. I felt the same and I posted it on all my platforms immediately that evening and said, I cannot believe this just happened. It's a video clip of the Dalai Lama with a young boy on national TV. You may have seen it, you may have not. Let's play it here and then I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
And suck my tongue. <laughs> okay, there it is. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to feel some emotion, I believe, in response to that video. If you are listening to this in podcast format and you have never seen that video clip before and you want to see it, of course, just go to my YouTube channel. But let me just explain visually what is gone on there. There's a boy, he must be 10, 11 years old, and the Dalai Lama is asking him to kiss him on the lips. The boy looks uncomfortable. He then asks for him to suck his tongue, which of course is completely inappropriate in our country, in Western society. And the boy looks so uncomfortable. Look at his body language. You can see it in the body language. And the crowd that laugh, it's an uncomfortable laugh in my opinion, in my judgment. It's a laugh where people in the crowd are thinking, did he just say that? It was just such a, oh, it was like people couldn't stand what was going on in front of them. Possibly, just my judgment, as I said. I wonder whether this video triggered me so hugely to post it immediately with the caption of, I cannot believe this just happened in capital letters. Because maybe I'm triggered by that boy. The boy is a small brown-skinned boy and looks could look like me. Maybe that is a situation. It's triggered something in my brain, maybe. But I also thought, and I remember thinking this at the time, This is a great example to show how somebody of power or somebody in authority can ask, be playful with the child and get them to do something that in Western society is inappropriate. It's not necessarily, I would say, it it may not be considered necessarily a sexual act but maybe it could be the sucking of the tongue or the kissing on the lips completely inappropriate at the very least but the child in this video looks confused do I do it do I not because the child actually doesn't suck the Dalai Lama's tongue he doesn't go for that and when he reaches in with his head and really if you're listening to this in podcast I really encourage you to go watch this clip He looks very, very uncomfortable and doesn't do it in the end. But you can see how an adult can get a child to do something that is inappropriate. Let's take it in the family setting. An adult, an uncle, a granddad, a family friend that all the adults around that child trust on one-on-one is going to ask the child to do something that's inappropriate, but laugh about it, make it into a joke. I just wanted to show how that can happen. That's one of the big reasons why I decided to post it. So, I wake up the next morning. I still can't believe that video clip. I still can't believe that happened on national TV. I still can't believe the crowd laughed and clapped disgustingly, in my opinion. So I reposted it and I put some wording with it. Now that I've calmed down, 
I would like to say a few more words about this video. It's the one time you will be able to see how an adult can quickly get the child to do something sexual and completely inappropriate with them. Forget the crowd for a moment. Forget that this was on TV. Think about it being in your house or anyone else's house for that matter, where the child and adult are alone. What's the boy's body language? He's feeling uncomfortable, but he's very young and he's with someone who all the adults around him say is okay. So now he's confused. His brain is saying, should I do this or not? Last night I was quick to post this video. I don't usually jump on what's trending on the internet for a variety of reasons, but I lost control with this one. My friend has sent it to me and I found myself posting it immediately. Maybe because I look like that boy in the video and think that was me. But also, maybe it's because it forces you to face the reality of how adults can behave and how children are extremely vulnerable. I've read a couple of comments this morning saying that there's something in Tibetan culture with sticking your tongue out. And fair enough. I know nothing about that culture. But the kiss? The asking to suck it? The awkwardness of the boy? Surely this is inappropriate across cultures worldwide. At the very least, this video should repulse you and make you go straight up to your children today and let them know that the groin area, the bum area, the chest, the mouth area are all private and they are not to go near anyone else's and they do not let anyone go near theirs. Thank you. So that's what I wrote. And you can feel in my writing that I'm still angry the next morning. Now, there is a point in that writing that I'd like to move on to next. The culture. I had seen a couple of comments saying that in Tibetan culture, for thousands of years, the sticking out of your tongue is a way to, and, and, and uh, forgive me if I'm not correct exactly in this, a way to greet somebody or to um, show them respect. It then led me to start thinking about the difference in cultures and the way that we greet people, treat people, say bye to people. I started thinking about, well, if you had always kissed your grandparents on the lips and your parents, that was just something that happened in your family. You always kissed your mum and dad on the lips and you always kissed your grandparents on the lips. That was a normal thing in your family and that is the way you would greet and say bye to these people. That's no problem, right? That's not paedophilic, right? That's not abuse, right? That's not inappropriate, or is it? Is it anyone's right to call out a family and say that kissing your children on the lips to greet them and say goodbye is inappropriate? If that's what you do in your family, we start to get into a grey area here because maybe some people would say, yes, it is our right to call a family out in that tradition that they have. Because the lips are a area that should not be touched by anyone else when it comes to children. If somebody saw a 10-year-old boy kiss their grandfather on the lips because that's what they've done their whole life and has been in their family for generations and is completely 
is nothing to do with sexual abuse in that family's eyes. Can we go to that family and start calling them all paedophiles? It's a grey area. Does it depend on the law of the land? Does it depend on the social services of that country to make that decision? Or can there be traditions that some don't agree with and some do? These are the kind of things that started going around in my head. And then I opened my Instagram and I've got many messages from Instagram accounts and Facebook accounts on my Facebook profile from Dalai Lama supporters, Buddhists, people from Tibet, telling me that I have only seen a clip of the larger video. They told me to go and watch the larger video and see how the Dalai Lama was in fact just being very playful with the boy. His mother was there in the crowd, actually on the stage, just to the side of the Dalai Lama, but in the short clip, you don't see her. You don't see the hug, the playfulness of the Dalai Lama, and what these people who were messaging me had suggested was a grandfatherly, playful attitude from the Dalai Lama and because nobody saw that larger clip they didn't see what came before the short clip and they didn't see what came after the short clip and as we know for a fact on the internet clips can be taken from larger segments and be taken out of context and this was these people's opinion and how they thought about what had gone viral about their leader or the person who they supported. Now one thing I do want to add in there, I also got quite a bit of hate, quite a few messages opening with, hey asshole. And I just want to say to those people who have messaged me like that, when I go onto their profile and they are Buddhists and they support the Buddhist way of thinking and maybe you want to call it religion, the Buddhist practices, what the Dalai Lama preaches and they come to me with hateful messages because I posted that video. I understand it's your reaction and I triggered you. However, that is not what Buddhism is about, right? I know the basics of Buddhism because I was taught some of it when I was a boy and in summary it is about peace and treating your fellow human beings in the gentlest way that you possibly can. So for you to come at me with hate in messages because I posted a video about the Dalai Lama, you are going against your Buddhist methods, ways of being. And I thought that was very contradictory, just to start with. But I definitely want to take notice of what you're messaging me. <clears throat> because maybe there is two sides to this coin. So I came across a video that I'm going to play about somebody who has put together why 
they are so upset that the Western world is now calling their leader, the Dalai Lama, a paedophile, an abuser, calling for him to be prosecuted, etc. And by the way, before we get into that video, I don't know whether you've seen it or not, but they are there are huge protests about this now, huge rallies of people that are saying that the world is now misunderstanding the person that's devoted their life into bringing some peace into the world. So let's go through that video clip and discuss it together. It is absolutely baffling and heartbreaking to watch a manipulated viral video edited and cleverly spliced without the beginning and end to negatively change the context of an innocent and playful interaction between His Holiness the Dalai Lama with a young Indian student. Now, we do live in a new era of synthetic media, but if you are willing to open your mind and make decisions without assumptions, and even fact-check the quality of the tailored information that you have received, then I encourage you to watch this video till the end where I will pull the full unedited interaction between His Holiness and the young Indian student. For the context to the video online, the woman sitting on the stage there is the boy's mother. Here's the boy breaking a coconut as an auspicious tradition as His Holiness was returning back to his residence. You probably did not see any of these. Uh, you were not meant to see any of these. So please remember them as you watch the unedited video later. My name is Jigmi and I'm a Tibetan. What makes a world beautiful is how we are able to share our differences in cultural practices, beliefs, and traditions. We have learned to grow in that global diversity and inclusion while trying to understand and acknowledge the various perspectives and approaches to cultural patterns for religions and social classes while learning to respect and appreciate different cultural etiquettes, especially around kindness, curiosity, and respect. Every day before I left my house, my now deceased father and I would touch our foreheads, kiss on our lips before waving goodbye. That tradition lasted for 31 years of my life. In our Tibetan culture, touching our foreheads and kissing signifies the recognition of our proximity and spirituality. My parents never said, I love you, like many Tibetan parents, but they never needed to because our unique customs, beliefs, and our ancient traditional practices of mutual love were constant reminders and part of our daily lives. Okay. <clears throat> Here is where we get into the very interesting part of this. I just mentioned about the kissing on the lips being a tradition in family. This guy is saying that in his country and within his family for 31 years, that is how their family would interact. Now, is this abuse? I, I, I don't think it is. Or is it for us? Is that considered abuse for us in Western society? Maybe I should ask that question differently. Maybe I should say... Do you feel there's a danger there? Do you feel that this man's tradition in his family that have been there for 30 years, you think that's dangerous? Do you think us in these Western countries that we live in have any right to criticise or try and stop other people's 
traditions or ways of thinking. Now, let me try to use this as an interesting example. When they had the Football World Cup in Qatar, and before, and I feel not informed enough to give this as a example that maybe we could reflect on, but let me try it because maybe I need to take the risk. So in Qatar, they had the World Cup. I don't know huge amounts about this, but they had the World Cup and the players were not allowed to wear the Pride armband. And if they were to wear it, they would all get yellow carded because Qatar do not accept homosexuality or alternative sexuality as a thing in their country. Here in England, and I believe many other Western countries were absolutely angry at this. There were some protests, I believe. We hoped that the players would protest against this, um, but I don't think that happened. I then saw a YouTube video saying, how dare we, why are we so ignorant, sorry, let me start again. Why are we so arrogant to think that our way is the best way every time? Who are we to go to other countries and tell them that they're doing it in the wrong way? Their example was, if we had a World Cup here in England and Qatar came over here trying to tell us that we should allow married men to have more than one wife, we would tell them to go away and mind their own business. That always stuck with me as I'd never really thought about us going over to other cultures and telling them what they should do, whether we are right or whether we are wrong in our opinion. And then I started thinking about this situation. Is this slightly similar in some way? The kissing on lips being a tradition in another country, who are we to go over and start calling that sexual abuse and calling the adult that's kissing the child a paedophile? Or is because this is involving children and we know that some of those kisses will not be innocent, some of those kisses will lead to abuse and having a culture where that is acceptable the kissing of a child, can only increase the risk of situations where it gets more than that and the child is exploited. Do we need to, because it involves children, go and express our anger to other countries about possible traditions that they still have? That is a tough area. That's a tough area. Okay, let's continue with the video. Whether it be stretching out our arms and bowing to welcome strangers, or touching a friend's shoulder or holding their hands in public as a sign of friendship, or sticking out our tongues as a sign of respect. Must mean hello. 
Now, these practices might seem backward and weird in today's world, but they are our social norms, our social behaviors. It is what defines us as Tibetans and our ways of life. His Holiness the Dalai Lama, a Tibetan Buddhist monk, has been in the eyes of the world since birth for 87 years, living a pure monastic life of celibacy, a spiritual guru of an entire religion, considered a, a living Buddha of compassion, our Cherisi, the patron saint of Tibet. He has attended Nirvana, Nirvana, a state of freedom from all sufferings that we as Buddhists believe can only be achieved by removing all personal wishes and overcoming negative emotions. They say that the deepest lines on His Holiness's face are his laugh lines. He brings joy, laughter, and mutual enrichment to our world, selflessly and tirelessly promoting religious harmony and peace forever. On the global stage, on any platform, he treats every religious or political leader, celebrity, or, or any member of the audience, young or old, with banter and playfulness. He is celebrated and loved for his teaching of compassion, forgiveness, contentment, and tolerance. He is appreciated for introducing the world with the joys of living the Tibetan way of life, our cultural practices, beliefs, and traditions. Okay, so for anybody that's listening to this in podcast format, they just showed a series of videos that show our pictures of the Dalai Lama um, in close contact with other adults, touching foreheads, touching noses, etc. I'm guessing they've included that in this video because they want to show his loving kindness and gentleness um, that is his, who they see him as. Something I find really interesting to think about is this. When it comes to leaders and people in positions of power and people that people follow and admire, to suggest that they do anything inappropriately sexually is devastating for the people that follow that leader. Because crimes of a sexual nature across all cultures, we're the same. We don't like it, we don't accept it. And for anybody that does it, you're dirt. And that becomes very difficult for the following of that person to ever accept that their leader could do anything of this nature. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I was thinking about this and I saw this video... I thought a lot about Michael Jackson. I feel like the accusations that, of course, we know never got proved. However, they were accusations by a number of people. That needs to be taken very, very seriously. 
for the people that follow Michael Jackson, for Michael Jackson's fans, and I'm not talking about fans of the music because the music is undeniable, undeniably brilliant, okay? Um, it's moved multi-millions of people into inspiration and joy and dance for decades and continues to do so. Even children who are born now after his death listen to it and think it's brilliant. I'm talking about the fans of Michael Jackson as the person, the followers of Michael Jackson as the person. They find it very difficult or are in complete denial of any of the sexual abuse allegations because I believe what that does is kind of break down their idol, break down their dream, break down the person who they admire and shuts all of that down, smashes it into smithereens. So of course the people that follow him, like this man in this video, who's making a good discussion here, right? I'm not criticizing him. He's helping us understand the Tibetan tradition. He's helping us see the other side of the discussion. But of course he comes with a bias because even in the background in this room, which I'm going to guess is his room, there's a shrine for who he calls the his holiness. So he's going to come with a bias, but we're going to come with a bias. We are going to be have a reaction to that video because here in England, as a starters, we do not accept that kind of behaviour between adult and child. And it makes us angry when we see it. It has made us angry. It has made the Western culture, the Western countries angry. Hence why everybody has shared it. Everybody has commented. People have got super, super angry in the comment section. I don't know. I mean, you can just search this video and, and just give it a read for five minutes and see what kind of response people have had to this. But I'm glad to see this man standing up for his traditions and his leader and trying his best to show us that maybe we have this instance incorrect or are we pointing something out that is going to uncover a deeper truth? I don't know, but if you are a Buddhist and a follower of Dalai Lama watching this, please don't get angry because I want to open up both sides of this discussion. I want to see what the supporters of Dalai Lama are saying, hence why I'm showing this video. And for those who are so angry by the video clip and want prosecution of the Dalai Lama, please also don't get angry at me for exploring the other side of the discussion. Because if we cannot have a discussion about these things, if we cannot talk about these things, we're not going to get anywhere with any of this. Since when did anger solve anything at any level? It didn't. But it's useful. Anger is definitely a useful emotion to highlight certain things and help us understand that we did not like X, Y and Z. But just to stay in anger, I don't believe is going to help us. So let's watch a few more minutes of this video.
Seems like many people in these turbulent times being forced in an environment where we are meeting people virtually or making e-connections have completely forgotten what human connection means. In our Tibetan culture, our elders, especially our grandparents who really didn't have much to give or offer, would affectionately make fun of a child when they ask for something. Uh, you could, a child could ask them for a candy or some pocket change, and the elder will lovingly barter for affection and then trap you with a joke or a riddle. First, give me a kiss on my cheek. I need you to touch your forehead on my forehead. Let's touch our noses. Uh, give me a kiss. Uh, which means I gave you everything, so the only th thing left for me is for you to eat my tongue. So the child probably never gets the candy or money, but gets a beautiful lesson on life, love, and uh, family. That is exactly what His Holiness tenderly did to the child, the boy who asked for a hug. He gave him as much love, affection, and kindness as one would receive from a Tibetan family. The viral video doesn't show His Holiness holding the child's hand on to his cheeks and praying with the child and giving him personal advices before tickling him with his uh, larger-than-life laughter. Now, that is exactly how our elders in our communities show affection with our children. It is what a 87-year-old did to a child. This show of physical love and emotion is what defines us as Tibetans and our simple ways of life and love. Okay, so much to think about. I do actually think this video is worded very well. I do think he's put together something that helps us understand where they are coming from. And I believe it got viewed many, many times online. I'm going to put the full video in the description so that you can go and view the rest of it if you wish to. But I need to cut it there because I've got one more other video that I want to go through. And also, I don't have that much capability on my camera. I need to upgrade my camera, but don't have the funds to do that. Can you imagine how distraught and saddened the Tibetan culture is over all of this? The followers of Dalai Lama must be having sleepless nights as the a large part of the world, their media, their social media platforms are spreading the fact that their leader is a child abuser. Can you imagine the Dalai Lama must be absolutely horrified that his lifetime of work here in Western society has been ripped apart in one moment I cannot even imagine how he must be feeling can you accept or would you be willing to accept that this is innocent or do you think there's more behind it there's they are big big questions when he asked the boy to suck his tongue, the man in this video didn't mention the word suck, but
but is this Dalai Lama's misunderstanding of the English language? Of course, it's not his first language. So should some, could have some, could some um, uh, excusing of his choice in words be given in this instance? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Was this a deceitful... Was this... Is this... I still can't get my words correct, can I? Do you think this is a problem? Or do you think it comes from playful innocence? Continue to keep commenting in the comment section of this video. I want everybody watching it or listening to it to also have the discussion. On the podcast apps, I can't give comments the capability to comment yet because I don't know how to. I've just recently launched it. I need help with that. If there's anyone out there that would like to help me produce this podcast and evolve it, please let me know. But on the YouTube channel, you can leave comments. Please continue to leave comments because I don't want to be the only person in this discussion. I'm just one man. I don't know a lot. I only know what I've seen or what I've been given, which is a minuscule amount of the whole picture. So please help me. Please help us understand more. So next, I have another video. And this was sent to me by another one of my followers on Instagram. And this is explaining in summary, that what happened with the Dalai Lama is not acceptable and we will not accept it. It doesn't matter what culture it comes from. It doesn't matter if it's a tradition that's been going on for centuries. We don't accept that, so we're not going to. So let me load up that video and we'll go through it and discuss it after. Dalai Lama asked a young Indian boy to kiss him on his lips and then asked the boy to suck on his tongue. Is this sexual abuse or child abuse? We'll be discussing the incident in this video and what you can do to keep your child safe and empower your child to prevent adults from taking advantage of them. Hi, my name is Fazia Lala. I'm a self-defense and personal safety expert. I am an empowerment coach for women, teens, and children. I have two black belts in martial arts, trained with law enforcement, have several certifications in psychology-related fields. So if you are looking to make your child safe, strong, and empowered, I'd love to invite you to subscribe to our channel. So let's start with the clip of the incident. Here's what happened. <laughs> then I think finally here also. <laughs> and suck my tongue. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How was that? How did you feel when you watched that clip? Did you cringe a little bit? Was that uncomfortable to see? Did you think that was perfectly normal or okay? Did you notice the jerk reaction from the boy? 
In body language training, we learned that this reaction from our body states two things. One, this is a shock, which means that the boy is not familiar with this act. Second, the jerk was backwards, not upwards or forwards, which signals discomfort. Think about this. If I tell you I'm going to give you a box of chocolates, you might go, oh, see how it was a jerk, but it was upwards. Now let's take another example. I'll say I have a new life form growing on the palm of my hand. Whoa. Now that was also a jerk, but it was forward because it shows intrigue. I want to learn more. I want to see more. What is this? Okay, now I tell you, take some poop. Now your reaction was still a jerk, but it was backwards because that signals discomfort. Since this boy jerked backwards, not only was this an extremely unfamiliar and shocking experience for him, it was also an uncomfortable experience for him. This inference is completely based on data and facts, not my opinion. It's an objective assessment and not a subjective one because this information and inference is completely based on the science of body language. So my goal in this video is to keep all the information factual and scientific, not opinionated. Given that, we're going to analyze three points of data. Was this act intentionally malicious? Was this act child abuse or sexual abuse? Is it okay for children to kiss an adult or suck on their tongue? Okay quickly because we're going to start running out of time on this camera now that's interesting about the boy's body language regardless whether this was uh, innocent or not innocent act by the Dalai Lama regardless of that the child felt uncomfortable and we can see that in his body language nobody's denying that even the supporters of Dalai Lama cannot deny that the boy's body language in that video let us know that he is uncomfortable, he's not sure about this situation, and it's not cool. I'm quite pleased, very pleased, that the boy had this reaction because it shows us that naturally children do have this reaction to inappropriate advances that make them feel uncomfortable or advances in on the whole and actually just to add to that maybe some traditions that used to be accepted for centuries back now shouldn't be accepted possibly that is something to think about because they're making the children feel uncomfortable at the very least and that's not something that we want to do so let's continue first question was this act intentionally malicious let's look at the data and see what we find here are the 10 points of data that will help us answer this question First, in Tibetan culture, and some other cultures around the world, it is common for people of the same gender to kiss each other on the lips as a sign of greeting. Second, on the tongue side of things, in Tibetan custom, there's a phrase called chelesa, which means eat my tongue, which is somewhat metaphorical and somewhat literal. It's common for grandparents to give candy to children with their own mouths directly to the child's mouth. And then where there's nothing else left to give, they'll say, well, eat my tongue now. I don't have anything else to give you. Now, the question is, is this what was happening? Was Dalai Lama giving the child candy? And then when the child asked for more, he had to say, well, eat my tongue. Is that what happened? Third, tongue to tongue is exclusively reserved for family members. A stranger, even in Tibet, as far as I understand it, doesn't do this to a random child on the street. The fourth piece of data we'll look at is the fact that this boy was from India. And in India, we don't have this custom or tradition. The fifth piece of information we'll analyze is the Buddhist tradition. Now we're going from culture to religion. In Buddhist tradition, patting on the head is not okay because head is the most sacred part of the body. So there's an inconsistency with lip touching and tongue touching. An incongruence, not a contradiction, 
where allowing lip and tongue touching in culture is inconsistent with disallowing head patting in religion. Sixth, according to most criminal and civil laws in the world, you're innocent until proven guilty. Seventh, Dalai Lama apologized for his mistake by saying that he asked for a hug and his holiness wishes to apologize for the hurt his words may have caused. Now let's break this down a little bit. First of all, the issue was about the kiss, not the hug. Also, what words is he talking about? This was a physical action. Thirdly, he says may have caused, not actually caused. Fourthly, the end of the apology ended with an explanation for the action. And fifthly, why isn't this in first person? Why is this apology in third person? Also, did Dalai Lama only apologize via his assistant or office? Shall I just quickly read that for anybody that's listening? Let me just read um, what the what the um, apology was on Dalai Lama's Twitter. A video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a bo young boy asked His Holiness the Dalai Lama if he could give him a hug. His Holiness wishes to apologise to the boy and his family, as well as his many friends across the world, for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public before the cameras. He regrets the incident. So that's what she's referring to. Let's continue. Why is his apology in third person? Also, did Dalai Lama only apologize via his assistant or office on Twitter? Or did he actually show up on a news channel and apologize in a video or in person? I couldn't find anything. So if you have a video apology, can you please share the link in the comments below? Psychology Today has an article on the five elements of fake apology. And I'm just going to let you read that. So if we remove these elements that raise concern, this is what the apology would look like. A video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked me if he could give me a hug. Then I asked the boy to kiss me and suck my tongue. I wish to sincerely apologize to the boy and his family as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt that my actions have caused. I understand now that this behavior is inappropriate and will take utmost care in the future to show appropriate decorum. I regret my actions. Eighth, there is a lot of data out there on the psychological concept of power abuse. The most common form of power abuse is a harassment and the most common groups who get harassed are children and women. According to CDC, one in seven children face child abuse and over 90% of child abuse is initiated by someone the child knows. Ninth, there was no consent. The child did, was not asked if he's okay doing this. Tenth, even if there is consent, psychologists say that certain areas of the child's body should never be touched because usually children will say yes, even if they're not okay being touched. So was this act intentionally malicious? Okay, before we just get into that, was this act intentionally malicious? That's, I, I just want to uh, elaborate on that point that there are certain parts of a child's body that should not be touched. I believe that to be what we should be aiming for. I am constantly going on about private areas on a child's body and that we should be teaching them from the time that we're teaching them about where the arms are, where the legs are, where the eyes are, where the ears are, where the private areas are. It doesn't have to be a sexual conversation. It's us adults putting sexuality on it that makes it awkward. It's just labeling the body. The private areas being the groin area at the front, the bottom area, the chest area, and the mouth area. I believe we should be pushing for these areas to never be touched um, by adults, to 
don't I don't really care about what the tradition is that tradition is um, up for exploitation and more children could get hurt through using the tradition as the stepping stones to further grooming uh, that's just my opinion that's just an opinion but I believe that should be the case um, and in this case uh, that boy's body parts uh, got exploited thank goodness he didn't actually suck the Dalai Lama's tongue um, and something else that I just want to mention before we move on with the rest of this video is you will see that she used the video clip where the boy's face is blurred out I used at the start of this video the, f the video where the boy's face is not blurred out and a few people were like use the video that the boy's face is blurred out please and I'm like his mum put him on national TV. Um, so, you know, he, she, uh, okay, okay, I, I don't know whether that I, I'm correct in this thinking. Let me know what you think about how I think about this. His, his mum put him on national TV. Like, she's obviously not worried about people seeing his face. Yes, okay, we had this interaction between him and the Dalai Lama and now it's circulating and being called abuse by the Western culture, but the culture that follow Dalai Lama don't consider it as abuse, so what's the problem with showing his face? I may have this completely, completely wrong, by the way, and as I'm explaining it, I'm now thinking, ah, have I got this wrong? Should I only show, should I have only shown the video of the boy's face being blurred because this video clip is up for debate on whether it's abuse or not and he probably doesn't want, he has not consented for his face to be put all over the internet. Um, can you just give me a minute to think about that? Hmm. Maybe I've made a mistake here. Maybe I should have used the video with the boy's face blurred. Before I started this, I thought, no, maybe now I think yes. Okay, I'll think about it more, but I can't change it now, so we must continue. All this data shows that the act was malicious, but there is no proof that it was intentional. So the question is, if it is accidental, and if there is an apology, is it okay, and can the person who did it be forgiven? I have an opinion on this, which I will share with you at the very end. On to the second question. Is this act considered child abuse or considered sexual abuse? According to the definition of sexual abuse by American Academy of Pediatrics, putting your mouth on a youth's sexual part is sexual abuse. Now, according to psychology today, the mouth is a sexual organ and kissing does fit under CSA, child sex, sexual abuse, but it must produce some level of gratification for the adult. So the question here is, was Dalai Lama happy to have kissed the child? On to the final question. From a safety and empowerment standpoint, is it okay for children to kiss an adult or suck on their tongue? If an adult is a stranger, the answer is pretty obvious. Now, if you think it is okay to do that with a family member, remember the statistic I shared that over 90% of child sexual abusers are family members or friends or people you know. So just because you know them, it doesn't make it safe. From an empowerment standpoint, consent is compulsory for anyone to feel empowered. If you're forced into something without your consent or without you feeling good about it, because sometimes you give consent but you didn't want to and then you don't really feel good about it afterwards. So both consent and comfort are required for you to feel empowered. So such an act of kissing and intimate touching of a child by a stranger makes the child unsafe and disempowered. So now we're on to the second part of the video, which is what can you do to keep your child safe? Okay. There are three things you can do to keep your child safe. 
first teach them to always ask others if they are okay with something that you want to do with them or for them or to them. Second, teach your child to always say no when someone asks them to do something that they just don't feel good about, regardless of whether this person is a family member or a stranger. Finally, and most importantly, practice what you preach. If at home you force your child to obey you and then outside of your home you expect them to be bold and strong and stand up for themselves, it's never gonna happen. These three things can prevent child sexual abuse, but what if your child already has suffered from it? Or what if some external or for some internal reason, maybe because you're a strict parent or something happened at school, or maybe the child is just timid by nature, you fear for their safety and successful future. What do you do now? In that case, if it is a serious mental issue, I recommend you find a child therapist or a child psychologist if they need medication. If it's not a serious mental issue or after overcoming the mental issue, I highly recommend you find an empowerment coach for your child to build up their self-worth, self-esteem, and self-confidence. If you're interested in learning the five elements that make a child empowered, we have a free one hour training for you. The link is in the description below. And because I said I will reserve my opinion to the very end, I do want to say this. As a world leader, or even just a coach or a speaker who travels the world, you must learn customs and traditions of the places you're going to. You ask advisors in those countries, in the cultures you're going to, about appropriate and acceptable cultural traditions, customs, and practices. This is basic human decency. Any leader or speaker or teacher who refuses to ask, learn, and then modify their behaviors accordingly are not people who are willing to change themselves for the better and hence are not people who can help you change yourselves for the better. You know, they say, never meet your heroes because they will disappoint you. There are humans after all who make mistakes, but we treat them as infallible, perfect creatures who can do no wrong. We treat them as gods where they are just merely humans. Okay. Thank you for that. So we've looked at two videos, one from a supporter of the Dalai Lama and one that is assessing whether the actions of the Dalai Lama were malicious or not. What is the answer? We don't know. And we will probably never know. We can all have an opinion about it. And so we should have an opinion about it. And if that opinion makes us angry, I don't believe that gives us any right to start getting hateful on the internet, but definitely gives us the action to say what we want to say, that we disprove, we disapprove of what happened in that video. It's nice to see this lady put some factual information on it. And it was nice to see the supporter of the Dalai Lama give us some information about Tibetan traditions and the history of the Dalai Lama and what he's has shown us is his nature in his, let's say, career. But an interesting point from this lady is, if you are a public speaker and have been for many, many decades, and you speak all around the world and you have a team of people quite clearly that help you organise all of this, yes, you should be at the very least aware of traditions when things, or what to do and what not to do, when things are going out on national TV. So whether the Dalai Lama was malicious in what he was doing 
whether people who say, if this is happening on national TV, imagine what's happening behind closed doors, if they are correct or not, we just don't know. We just don't know. But I'm happy that this got called out. I'm happy that it got a lot of attention. I am sorry for the people that admire and follow his work, that possibly what you've been admiring and following for decades may have been shattered somewhat. I am interested to see how the discussion goes. Now that they're doing rallies in Tibet to support the Dalai Lama, more videos are coming out explaining the Tibetan traditions. I think we should always look at both sides of the discussion and have a discussion about it. Pass this discussion to a friend or a family member and see what they think. At the very least, it creates a great conversation where you can discuss things. And at the very least, it highlights to us all the importance of giving the tools and knowledge to children that private areas are their private areas. Nobody is to go near them and nobody is to ask them to go near theirs either. The most valuable information that we could give to children on a continuous basis as we educate them and evolve their education in consent, sex, relationships, abuse as they get older. But at least we can prepare them for the world that they live in with this unfortunate danger that can come to their lives at any moment. And trust me, because I am somebody that had that happen to them. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it insightful in some way. Thank you.